0: Well, I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk yeah. about Kirby. But yes, exactly. That's why I'm afraid to even go down that one a little too much. I know, yeah. I know. And yeah, we've already had like two episodes worth of chat here, mm-hmm. so we probably, probably should get into some actual. That's uh, right. Um, oh, you and got Loom-
1: Gold Jerry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a little banya, little banya for you. God, he, what a great character! It's the best, Jerry. The best. Oh man! All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey, folks. And it's been a while since we've done one, just the two of us, Randall. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're stuck with just the both of us. We actually originally tonight we were planning on having the whole crew, like DJ included. It's been probably at least a year since oh, yeah. DJ has been on the podcast, oh, yeah. at least. Like I feel oh, like yeah. it was like around when COVID started. It was kind of like ah, oh, he just it was became too tough to coordinate with DJ, yeah. and he's lazy and whatever. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but he was gonna be on here. We were talking to Elden Ring that Randall talked at oh, recently, yes. and it was like. Oh, he was like, oh, you're talking that. And uh, John's been digging in. But John, uh, after DJ backed out, John also had to back out. So we were like, oh, shoot. Well, we don't want to talk about Kirby until John's here. And (laughs) Randall is still playing Elden Ring, I'm sure. But like, don't want to dig more into that until we can like bounce some ideas off with John. So we're like, man, we had like a whole kind of docket between those two games ready to talk (laughs) about. So and I was kind of like, I've had kind of like a lazy week. I've been doing like a, or not lazy week. I've been doing a bunch of like working out and trying to get my like physical routine back in absolutely shape with my like recovery from this pain. Like I keep doing the pain management stuff and then I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little better. And then yeah. I start applying for jobs again and stop working out as much. And then I just fall off the track <laughs> and it's it's just so hard to stay on top of that. So I've been really focusing yep. on that this week. And then in turn, that's good haven't had the energy or like the mental capacity to play games a ton other than when I was like chipping away at Kirby but in the last few days I did start kind of getting back at it I was just like getting the itch to like do some streams and I've got a few games here Randall that I think really kind of are all up your alley so I'm curious if like so I'll probably save some of them for a future save it for the cast episode but the ones that We'll dig into it now. Like I've I've been playing a few kind of like kind of puzzly card based roguelike. Maybe they're not traditional roguelikes per se, but there's like a random element. So I've been playing a game called like I talked about Shotgun King, so I probably won't dig into that. I talked about that on a podcast recently, an episode of Save It for the Cast, which is like a roguelike take on chess. uh, That came out for the Ludum Dar uh, 50 game jam and from our pals at Punk Cake who just keep cranking out (sighs) awesome games. And uh, they just released like a final version of it today uh, that they've been polishing up like uh, for the last like few weeks and whatnot. But it's basically it's like you're playing as uh, one king with a shotgun against an entire army of the other opponent. And basically, I'm I'm just really I talked about it on the last week. Save it for the cast. Like, I'm I'm just really excited to see like what they have added into the mix, like what new buffs are going to be added. But in turn, after I started playing that, I kind of was like, well, I know they're like Releasing a final version of this, so I don't want to like keep playing this Ludum Dar Jam version mm-hmm. of the game. So I ended up jumping over to a game called Stacklands which I, I know I said I was going to give you the option, but I guess I'm just going to tell you what games I'm going to tell talk me. about me. here. But, uh, but I think this one's up your alley. So I've been yeah. playing this game called Stacklands, which is from Sockpop, uh, who I've also talked about on the podcast before. I think also in a Save It For The Cast episode. But they also do the Punk Cake thing. They've been doing it for far longer than Punk Cake's been doing it, where they crank out a game every month, and they have I, a pretty <laughs> big team. It's just nuts how these I don't teams understand. do this. I Big team and, or not, I don't understand right.
1: the schedule. It's, a, it's a insanity. It's crazy.
0: It's insanity. And again, I think they do a similar thing to kind of how Punk Kick does. And again, they have a slightly bigger team, but I think they kind of just rotate. Okay, this is like the designer on this game. And like everybody yeah. pitches in, but like here's the lead designer on, on this particular game. But I know that... Yeah. Like, On both, it's funny enough, both Shotgun King and Stacklands have had, like, really strong receptions where, like, I know uh, Punk Cake was saying, like, man, we've got tons of new Discord members and tons of new Patreon subscribers and stuff ever since uh, this game, like, took off through the Game Jam and uh, I think uh, sock pop. I was just reading an announcement about Stackland saying, like, man, the reception for this game has been so strong. We're actually planning on, even though we usually do the game a month thing. Yeah. Like, the reception's been so strong that, like, we're planning on actually, like, doubling the capacity, like, adding a bunch of new stuff into this game. Totally. Changing it up and potentially doubling the price of it because all their games are only five bucks, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and this is, like basically like a deck building like card game yes. that's really heavily focused on crafting and basically like kind of similar to the, the game that I talked about from them a little bit more in depth on a saver for the cast is a game called Apocalypse. And it's kind of similar to that where it's like you basically have this like big table and on an apocalypse, apocalypse, you can see like the entire map at once. But in this game, you're just you have like you're playing like, you know, card table board or whatever. Yeah. And then basically you get like a pack of cards to start each run and you get like a villager. And a you know a berry or something in soil and a tree or something, and then basically you can like stack different combinations of cards. So for example, a simple combination: if you put a berry in the soil right above the that stack of cards, there'll be a timer that starts filling up. And this uh, the game kind of takes place in like real time. And like at the end of each day, you basically just have to have enough food to feed all your villagers. And then if you have – if as long as they're fed or if if they don't get fed, they die and they turn into a corpse card. So, like, every everything is, like, very layered. So, like, for example, like I kind of got sidetracked or started, like, explaining two things at once. But, like, if you put a villager on top of a tree, you chop the tree into wood. If you put okay. the villager on top of wood, it chops it into a stick. Okay. Or – if you combine three wood cards and two stone cards together, you build a lumber yard. If you combine and like, so one of the ways, exactly. And like, so one of the ways, like I'm not the biggest fan of crafting always, but when you can kind of like, this game's letting you like play, play around a little bit like you can in like breath of the wild when you're cooking and just like, let me try this and see what happens. Like you can start to get intuitive, but you can also like, so any card that you make, you can sell for a certain amount. So for example, like a, a wood might only be worth one coin, but if you chop that wood into a stick, that's worth two coins. And then like a, a lumberyard, you know, you can, you can sell anything pretty much except your corpse cards. And then yeah. you have a limit to how many cards you can have on the play field at any given time, which I think you can level up over time. But like at any, at any moment, at least at the start of a run, you can have 20 cards on the play field. So like, okay. And like, for example, like two berries is roughly what it takes to feed a person, but you can also like Sometimes you'll open a pack of cards and there'll be an enemy inside the cards and they'll be like a little goblin that you have to kill and you can. uh Wow. Then it like takes down your health a little bit, Uh, but you can like build a house and you can go sleep. I can't, I can't remember how you. So you say health.
1: open a pack of cards. Are we talking like what's essentially like a booster pack as opposed to like uh preset deck of cards. It is cards.
0: P- precisely a booster pack. So like you're you're basically any cards that you're not using are not turning into crafts. So you kind of have to manage your like juggling between like, okay, I need these berry cards or whatever. You know, yeah. there's apples. There's It's not just berries, but there's raw meat or like if yeah. you kill an enemy, it, a rabbit or whatever, it turns into raw meat. And then you can, if you have a campfire, you can cook it on the campfire. And then it's worth more... Uh, points or whatever but yeah you're basically just opening up booster packs and then so sometimes in those booster packs you'll get like an idea card that'll actually give you a recipe for what you can what you can craft so that's how you like and you keep like it's a rogue light in that sense where like everything i'm like unlocking is then now can be introduced in any run from the start yeah and like each run everything plays out in real time but you can also kind of like i don't know if it fully pauses time it might be like that like super hot effect where like technically is like inching along but you can pause and like still move things around and then like for example so like if two of your villagers die you can actually combine those two villagers and like turn it into a graveyard. And then like <laughs> you can dig up the graveyard, but and maybe you dig up another corpse, but maybe you dig up like bones and like other things you can use. And oh. um, I've made it like today, like they call it moons in the game. Like moon is like a moon cycle is like a day cycle in the game. Sure. And I've made it like up to day 15 or moon 15, I would say is about as far as I've gotten in a run. Okay. But, like, yeah, there's like kind of like the starter pack is only cost three coins. That kind of i think it's just called like new beginnings or something and then there's like the idea pack that might have the idea cards in it that are like four coins and then the next booster pack costs 10 coins okay. so like but again those coins are also cards so you really have to juggle how many cards do i have on the playing field but then right. you can build a coin chest to put your coins into
1: Oh. Um, that then carries over runs uh not overruns but just
0: just so that for the sake of like so you it, I haven't had any runs where I've had like a shit ton of coins, but for example, if I had like 20 coins, that would be 20 cards, and I can only have X amount of cards in a run. Then you have to discard the, you know, however many you have over the limit at the end of a a moon cycle or whatever. Right. Um. So yeah, you just kind of have to manage like how many how many coins are on the playing field. So it it would just be to kind of store them for to use for later.
1: Makes sense. But.
0: Yeah, I really like you. You can build like a I forget what it was called, but like a militia camp or something. So then I could put the villager on top of that card and like turn it in. Then that villager now becomes like a slightly more like when you go into battle with like right. an enemy or something, they're slightly more adept. Right. Um, and it it's se- like, again, there's still so much more I can do in this game. Oh, my God. But like that every run has felt so fresh and so different and every, it's just got like uh, sock pop pretty much kills this every time from the games of theirs. I've played just like such a great, like kind of minimalist aesthetic with like a really chill, great, like vibey soundtrack and great sound effects. Like really like, my only gripe with the game probably is that you can't turn the sound effects down a little bit. They're really, really loud. <laughs> and like a, a common
1: you, gripe from us. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm always bitching about that. I feel, but like <laughs> I love like when you grab like the villager card. Like it's just like whoop, whoop. Like you hear like a little guy go like make a noise. And then even like you can procreate. You can if you put two villagers on the house. And like, you might have to add one more thing, but like, again, you can just like build, you can create more villagers where otherwise you're just kind of hoping they pop out in a booster pack. So, right. um, which is very, like, again, you might get enemies in a booster pack. So oh, like really man. anything, anything can happen, but man, I've been sucked into this game. Oh, it like, sounds probably, incredible. Yeah. It's, it's been great. And again, it's only five bucks at the moment. And I oh. I kind of pulled myself away from it as well. Cause when I read that announcement that they said that they were planning on like, they were like, it's going to really add a bunch of stuff to the game and possibly even change up some of the strategies based on some of the new stuff that's going to be added. So I was like, man, this is another one that like I could totally just get hooked in right now. And I, part of me wants to, just like I was like kind of getting pulled into shotgun King, but I was like, uh, like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to like, I want to wait and see what, I don't want to play too much of it now to where I don't want to see what they change with the final release or whatever and I know I've done that in the past where like I oh yeah I played the demo a bunch and now like the or I played early access a bunch like even I did that a little bit with dungeon death ball I've played it a Mm -hmm. few times since uh, but like when Matt first sent that over to us I was still technically early access it was pretty much done but like he just added in that new feature of like where you can like drink blood off the floor to like (laughs) regain stamina and stuff like that and I haven't played it at all since then so it's like yeah man I'm I like overdid it before it was done. Yep. And I I want to make sure I don't do that with these games. And actually, another game real quick to fire off before we dig into some retro stuff. Sure. Uh, that I've been playing and kind of had the same experience with this is this game called uh, Crown of Pain. Okay. And this is basically like an RPG meets Puzzle League. Uh, okay. With the gameplay. But then like, you know how like with Puzzle League, you can uh, swap where the tiles are at like vertically. yeah. Or, uh, horizontally horizontally
1: and like a two yeah like a two tile type like you basically pick one tile and pick yeah. one right
0: next to it and they swap places so this game has the same mechanic as that except you're playing with like completely with a mouse you know cursor like i love just kicking sure. back on the recliner yeah and uh and in this case you actually can swap uh horizontally or vertically so you can sure. but, but it's still same mechanic but so you start the game out with you just have like one character in your party and then that character you can assign to any one of the four like symbols or colors in the game so there's like four different color tile pieces or whatever okay and so like every time you get a combo of it's a match three puzzler essentially so every time you get a match three that character will then do their attack or whatever and you're kind of like it's Uh, i don't think it's a roguelike it feels like it's it is kind of like a scripted like there's a map and you kind of you're working your way along the path and I can't quite figure out how it works because like sometimes I would die and it's like maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention to where I was on the map. But it, sometimes I'd die and I was like, oh, it feel like I went back like three levels. Did I go back to a checkpoint? <laughs> uh, and then sometimes I would die and like stay in the same spot. I, I wasn't a hundred, and it's still it is still an early access. So it was another one that I was like, man, I don't want to play too much of this game because yeah. I really like what's going on. It's got this really vibey like kind of like macabre soundtrack and like kind of like it, it's not like a. Like, it doesn't jump off your screen if you see it. Like, it's just kind of got this kind of like drab look, but yeah, in I'm action, looking at the screenshots
1: right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of like, like, kind of muted tones and like, just kind of like a dark.
1: I feel like, like it fits the theme of what you're describing, though. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And
0: then so you start out with this one character, and it's cool up until you know, you, you collect like whatever the currency is in the game and you can upgrade your stats of each character. But yeah. once you get like. It was it took a few stages and there's a little bit of grindiness where I was like, I, hopefully they can hammer out some of this in the early access. Where I, it felt like I was just like, OK, I'm stuck here mm-hmm. until I get, have enough money to unlock a second character. But once I unlocked a second and then a third character later, it gets really interesting and really strategic because the enemies definitely start getting pretty tough. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, OK, you, you have more options. You're not just trying to match that one color or that one type of tile anymore. Yeah. And you really can kind of play like, OK, if I match this, it's going to line these up for later. Like it it started getting more strategic, strategic than I thought it was going to be, because like different enemies will have like their attacks will do different types of. You know, like that. I was fighting these like spider enemies, so they would like stun my enemies for or my uh, characters for a couple turns. Like they'd be tangled in the webs, and you couldn't like do an attack or whatever. So it was just a really cool twist on like that puzzle. I, I, you know, you and I both are big fans of the Puzzle League series in general, whether it's Tetris Attack or massive, yeah. Like, well, honestly, one of my favorite uh, puzzle games. But this one, or puzzle game series, or whatever you want to call
1: it. But me too.
0: I liked that this one kind of took the pressure off like the the puzzle pieces aren't rising from the bottom of the screen like <laughs> you're you're just able to play at your own pace but it's a pretty wide grid it's probably like you know 12 or 15 tiles wide
1: right and maybe like five or six maybe seven tiles tall um do you so, yeah, target I, specific enemies with attacks or does it just kind of auto select that like an old school rpg it seemed like so it kind of auto selects but then there are like certain attacks where it was like oh
0: if you do like this combo or like if you do this like, match these three tiles, and then this, like, if you can Ooh. have, like, kind of secondary attacks, and, yeah. like, oh, this is an uppercut, and the uppercut will always attack the enemy on, like, the bottom, oh, or good. in the front, so they're, like, like, for the most part, I was still able to kind of make my way through, like, just kind of making matches, and and getting lucky, and, or not getting lucky, like, I, but I, I didn't have to too... I didn't have to like hammer out every last move I was making, like where if I burned a turn, but but it it was noticeable where if it was like, oh man, I just like wasted two or three turns in a row, like I'm definitely gonna die on on this run and (laughs) go back a couple stages. But once I got unlocked, like the third character, it really was like, okay, pretty much every match I make, because again, each character is assigned to one of the four, and you can switch them out as you see fit too. Right? Um, Not that it, I don't really see what would give you an advantage to like pick one over the other. It's not like any one tile is more commonly seen right um but yeah just a really cool take on like the puzzle league uh formula and i'm always like a pretty big sucker for anybody that's just like here's a game you already like here's a little interesting clever twist on it
1: and i mean it's yet it's another example of indies doing what the major companies aren't willing to do because it's not like nintendo's released a new puzzle league game in quite a while at this point Right.
0: Right. And uh, I always feel like I, I like I don't want to diminish the game by just saying, oh, it's like Puzzle League w- with this. But that's that is what that's it fine. is, You know, it's like Th- that's and there's, a and yeah, perfectly there's nothing...
1: good way to sh- sell it to somebody like me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it was another one that like, again, like I, I played it during a stream and playing with the headphones on like that, like, again, the music's like very minimal, but it yeah. really sets a really nice mood. Like I, I ended up playing for way longer than I anticipated because I was just or way longer than I even realized because I was just kind of like. Okay, I'll do this battle. I was like, I'll get to this checkpoint. Okay, I'll get here. Okay, I'll try to get to this boss. And then I I ended up like taking down that like little boss. I don't it was more like a mini boss, but it had like definitely more waves than the previous stages. It's a really cool game. I'm really excited to see more because there were definitely right now. There's only four characters that you can have in your party uh, total, but there were two more that like that. They looked like they were like were the way they were like blocked off. It looked like these are not released yet because it's early access or whatever but they Hell will be And yes. it looked like they were going to probably have even more characters and they all felt even the three that I've unlocked already the core of the core characters feel pretty distinct like that's so.
1: nice too that's yeah. huge and you
0: are leveling up like their their health and their power stats and their I don't think it's defense but it's some kind of like uh, focus or something that like it ups your chance for critical it, it has something to do with your defense and your critical but it's it's not just a typical defense stat but either oh, way man just a really cool layer like because I know you and Tina used to play was it uh puzzle hunters or what What was that game on DS like that was kind of like a it was like bejeweled puzzle uh,
1: you're talking RPG? about RPG uh, puzzle quest
0: puzzle quest yes
1: yeah yep. puzzle quest is real good and that was more like uh, if I remember correctly it's been a while at this point but that's more like like, match three, match four type of style, you know, a little bit more Bejeweled-esque that way, but definitely had, like, those RPG and, like, attack elements, you know, type of gameplay, uh, like you're describing, but yeah, like, again, Nintendo won't, won't release, I mean, they did re-release Panel de Pan, the, like, original, uh, Japanese version of Tetris Attack, minus the Yoshi aesthetic, like, that got released on yeah. the, the Japanese, like, Switch uh, Online Super Nintendo service. But otherwise, I think the last, like, new one we've got uh, for anything in the Puzzle League series was Planet Puzzle League on DS. So, anytime that I can get anything that's got, you know, vibes or similarities to that, I want it. Yeah. I, and I love that gameplay. And especially, and yeah, like, things like Puzzle Quest or what you're describing are like, you know, next level for for that sort of stuff and I love that like crown of pain, right? Yeah, that's that sort of stuff when you're adding like the RPG elements and a little bit more strategy onto a core gameplay that I already like. I you know, I'm going to be even more into that. That's sweet.
0: Yeah, and taking out that, like, frantic layer of, like, because some of the puzzle games I've been playing lately are just, like, edge of your seat. Yeah. Like, and I, I, as much as I love that, sometimes it's, like, I don't always want to be, like, sometimes I just want to play a puzzle game and chill out, you know? Yeah,
1: you got to be in the right mood. Yeah, yeah. For either one, for sure. All right, well, yeah, I could I could
0: probably keep rambling about uh, games that I've been playing, and I probably will give another maybe shout-out or two uh, on the back half of the episode here, but... Um, last time we got together and did a session uh, at the end of the recording session, Randall was uh, generous enough to let me uh, hop on uh, his uh, family plan for the uh, Nintendo Switch online yeah. we uh, expansion pass. We were, I think, we were talking about like syncing up for playing some Mario Kart Eight online mm-hmm. with like the new tracks. Me, you, and John, yeah. were like we gotta we gotta sync up for that. And you were like, yeah. oh, just we like you were like me and Tina just like added the family account because you had to do it for Animal Crossing or something. Yeah, to like each have your own island. So I was like all right, well, if you're already paying for it, I, I don't mind being a mooch. I guess it's like that
1: literally like eight slots available and I've used two and I'm going to pay the same amount regardless in perpetuity. Like, why yeah. not just here you go?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I had been putting that off. But, uh, you know, John talked about his experience with uh, checking out some of the Nintendo 64 stuff recently, yeah. particularly Banjo-Kazooie, which obviously we all have played and have pretty fond feelings yeah. for that game. I oh, feel, yeah. But, uh, but I know I like as soon as I, I was surprised, actually, it was like instantaneous. As soon as I sunk up the account, it was like immediately I could download the new Mario Kart oh, stuff yeah. and download, like, whatever else, which I haven't I haven't had the chance to check out yet. I don't know if you have.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, those, oh, you, those Mario Kart tracks are good, yeah. Oh, you checked out some of them? Nice. Yeah, Tina and I uh, took a spin through all of those. There's, like, uh, I think it's, like, eight new tracks, and some of them are from the mobile game Mario Kart Tour. Oh! Yeah, so they're, nice. like, essentially new to me. Like, I did, new, like, new, yeah. Yeah. I did mess around with Mario Kart Tour um, because the Nintendo, what is it called? Like my Nintendo or Nintendo Rewards or Platinum, whatever they're calling yeah, it these yeah. days. They were like pushing people towards that to like get some coins so you could get this MacGuffin pin or wh- whatever it was. So I'm like, yeah, sure. It's free to play. Let me try it out on my phone. You know, see how it and it actually is. It's a pretty decent experience for being like a mobile game for someone that doesn't really play those. Um, did that, like, that was, that was probably close to a year ago at this point that I did that, but I got a little bit of familiarity with Mario Kart Tour that way. Um, but the courses that they brought over, I don't think are ones that I even played then. And, uh, yeah, they just feel like Mario Kart courses. Like, they totally translate. And in fact, they're some of the better courses, I would argue, of this DLC pack. Um, it's good. And I can't complain about getting 48 more courses yeah, a- across the the release schedule.
0: And it's nuts, yeah. Even if they're old game. games and yeah, or from the previous games, you know, yeah. again with, with a few new ish ones mixed in there kind of. But yeah. It, and I and I saw even some people complaining about like, oh, they don't look as good as the tracks no, in the regular game. Get the hell out no. of here. And I see what they're saying, like when you side by side, okay, the grass yeah. doesn't have as much texture. I honestly think it looks a little better with the kind of more flat cartoony look. Like, yeah. Of these newer ones. Like I
1: you don't, I don't have know. I, like, time to be focused on that anyway when you're Mario right. Kart, It it's doesn't chaos. affect
0: your experience
1: of playing Mario Not Kart at whatsoever. All. So yeah, Not I, I was like all. it was
0: driving me nuts seeing that. I was like, I'm so glad I don't engage in this like discourse about this stuff, I've, obviously we're literally talking about it right now. So I guess I'm engaging it in that <laughs> regard, but like, it, yeah, it's just like, I, I can't imagine getting that upset about something like no, that.
1: No, no. I was very pleased with those first, uh, you know, eight courses. I think it's, it's real good. Um, yeah. Very much. And I just really like that Mario Kart eight deluxe package. Anyway, I it just, I think they've nailed it. So yes, just keep giving me more of it.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy they went that route with like just instead. I'd rather, I'd much rather have this. We might have even talked about this in the same way before, but like I'd much rather have this new like addition to the game that I already have and love yes. than like have a whole new game that makes the other one obsolete. Like I know
1: it would. People I would love to see that. Like it, yeah, it was originally a Wii U game, and yeah, I did buy it on Wii U, and yeah, I bought all the DLC and Wii U, and then I rebought yep. it on Switch. That's yep. fine. It's not that big of a deal ultimately because Mario Kart is, and Mario Kart Eight in particular is real good. And it's, and you're like if you
0: play good. multiplayer at all, I mean I obviously I yeah. can't vouch for every person, but you're gonna get your bang for your buck out of that game. Yeah, no way. Obviously, I am with getting these free from via you all these free DLC courses or but not free, like, but no, the the U.
1: value proposition is 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 really good anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's totally sweet. I'm 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 so excited that there's going to be so many more that are going to be dropping over the next, however long it takes. They they got those first courses out pretty quickly from the oh, time so, of announcement.
0: So they're planning. I didn't know they were planning on doing more.
1: Yeah, oh. it's like it's it's they're, they're dropping these these like so they announced forty eight courses, but they just dropped eight on the front side basically. Oh, and, I see. And I see. It's going to happen in phases. So. Okay, you know, that's we're almost better. Like, to get eight at a time. Yeah, yeah,
0: give you a reason to. Okay, let's go check them out. Let's pay, pick it back up. It almost like keeps the game alive. Where yeah. like otherwise, I kind of haven't played Mario Kart eight in a long time. Yeah. so it kind of like again, yeah. Instead of just totally making that game obsolete with Mario Kart nine, just make me pop that game in again.
1: Yeah, you know, it's I'm just like its it. own platform, basically.
0: Yeah, and you get that nostalgia trip of like if you've come up and played you know through the ages and played all the Mario Kart yeah. games. It is really, especially seeing like. The ones that were in the more 2D worlds or just, you know, the or like even the N64. Oh, yeah. It's yes, like so think, different.
1: Uh, I, I think if I remember correctly, like Chaco Mountain from N- N64 was one of them like, oh, yeah, I played that one all the time when I was. a Yeah. Kid. Like stuff like that. Oh, like, that's super cool. Yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah, I love that. And, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to dig into any of the, um, Nintendo 64 stuff as yeah. far as like the retro stuff goes, but I did make sure to download that as well. Along oh, with yeah. the Sega Genesis, uh, Oh yeah, download as well. And I did start poking around with the Sega and I, I don't oh, know, yeah. like for whatever reason, like I know, like when you turn on like the super Nintendo or the, uh, or the Nintendo, you get the little like plink sound effect of when you like turn on the system yeah. or like first pop in a cartridge. But I just, I, I, I noticed it and I registered it but it's so much cooler when you boot up the say the Genesis mm-hmm. and you get the, like the Sega uh-huh. like even on just booting up the console and then obviously you get it when you play pick the game as well oh yeah um but yeah I kind of just was like fired it up I, I I did my usual like I'll give Sonic another try they got Sonic 2 on here I'll give it a try I played it for like two seconds I was like nope hate this game hey hate Kevin? sonic can't
1: can't Kevin? get down with the sonic no just i just don't like have how this they feel be a sonic bashing i'm not segment. gonna bash i'm not gonna we're bash not they're gonna just fight about sonic <laughs> throughout they're just the not segment. for
0: me they're just not for me, but uh, but I did end up so after like playing that for two seconds, and uh, I I fired up a uh, Super Fantasy Zone, yeah, and I played I for I didn't get very far. I actually just keep dying like constantly. The game is like oddly really hard right off the bat.
1: Is that the um, one that's like uh, into the screen like Space Harrier? Is that that one? No, it's like side scrolling, but like I I want to say the screen kind of like loops a
0: little bit. Like you you kind of like stop and like go into oh, shops. Yeah. Like it kind of has yeah. more. It has a little bit of like a parodius kind yeah. of curve colorful uh vibe to it yeah
1: most of um, the traditional fantasy zone games are that way where it's like uh yeah the kind of endlessly loop scroll screen effect and very very vibrant pastel-ish colors yeah, yeah and
0: like really cartoony like everything yeah. looks almost like it's like drawn with crayons or something yeah. although not not unless uh, like a yoshis island where it has that like jagged or like kind of sloppiness to it like it's I don't know. It's just, it's got a cool style. It's, it's not the most striking looking game or anything. Well, it's, it's um, kind of
1: back to the, like uh master system lineage. It kind of has that yeah. sort of color scheme. And that's, that's really where fantasy zone got big, it, you know, it, big in quotations, but like for that system, that was one of their bigger hits. And there was a few releases that happened on master system that, and they, they all kind of have that same color scheme that really pops on master system.
0: Yeah, like you don't you don't see too many shmups where like the main ship is like a pink little <laughs> like you know a little vehicle with wings on it or it's whatever. They cute them up. Exactly, exactly. So I was having a pretty good time playing that. Yeah. Um. I, although I keep getting to like literally the boss on the first stage and it just blows me away in like <laughs> two seconds. Um, but yeah, I like booted up Musha for yeah. a quick second, played a little bit of Ristar. Yeah. And I know like you're the, you're a bigger Sega guy than I yeah. am. And not, I know I was just like, let it off, like bashing on Sonic and, but like, I, I just never had a Sega growing up. So like sure. I grew up with Mario and you know, by the time I got around to like playing the Sega games, I was like, man, these just don't really hold up to what I feel like a classic platformer you know, the, the, my favorite platformers or whatever. So I'm kind of curious to like, you know, I, I guess Ristar is like a little bit more of a lesser known, but it's still from, from Sonic team. So it's like, I I don't know, like, are are there any particular games on like the Sega front that you being more of a Sega guy that you were like, Oh, I'm pumped. This is on here, or I can't wait for this to come or, or, you know, anything uh, that you've dug into so far on there.
1: Yeah. And there's actually, uh, it, it sounds like there's rumors that, you know, time of recording we're kind of in like mid to late um april here so it's there's rumors that there's going to be more titles dropping imminently for genesis maybe like earthworm gym and or earthworm gym 2 some of that sort of stuff but Ooh. just kind of going off of the list that we have now and you know when it comes to retro games like I've never really gotten rid of any of my stuff. I have a pretty huge collection and then I've mentioned it multiple times. I've been able to kind of just grab it over time and it didn't cost me a fortune because I've just always thought those games were cool even as they were, you know, a couple or a few generations behind. I just kind of liked playing those games. Um, yeah still had value and in a pre... Indie game world, they gave experiences, especially 2D ones that weren't happening for a while, and that was kind of the impetus for a while. And
0: and pick up and play too, because how about like
1: so many games were like really bogged down in
0: like the PS2, PS3, like that
1: that era, loading times and stuff. Yeah, it was just like man,
0: I can just I can just pop in this game and play it immediately. Yeah, just there's something about that.
1: There is, and you know, I I tend. All that being said, I tend to have a lens where. Yeah I mean there's always nostalgia right I I can I can even admit there's some you know Sonic you know the original Sonic some of those games are not perfect games these days but yeah. I still enjoy them from different perspectives some of it a little nostalgic you know Tinged, but most of the time, the games I play, I, I'm picking up and putting in in, in 2022 because I just want to play those games. And it's not necessarily just from nostalgia. It's because, you know, I feel that there's at least some elements of them, if not most elements, that hold up really well uh, yeah. as their own experiences these days still. Um, so I, when I view, I know we even talked about this a little bit before, but like, you know, a lot of retro game lists or, you know, best of lists will put, a big factor on like uh, the legacy of it or like the impacts of certain games. And whereas like, yeah, I get it. And, you know, in the historical perspective and that stuff is important, but for the game, simply as games, if we're going to view, you know, the same way we would music or movies, if I'm just popping in this piece of media to play it now and be entertained by it now right like that's that's the viewpoint I have not necessarily nostalgia or historical perspective
0: right and funny enough that's actually why I booted up Sonic because I was yeah. like oh they, they actually put Sonic 2 so I was like clearly they're not just like giving you the first one it's right. like clearly they picked the one that like most people or at least I know a lot of people are yeah. like this is the good one or this I is like the Sonic best too. one or this is where yeah. it kind of came into its own or whatever yep. so I was like oh they it wasn't just slapped on here. Like, they picked this right. one for a reason, so that was why I booted it up, actually. It was like, because obviously, I want to see how this holds up now, or maybe I just didn't play it at the right time or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, of, of the Genesis games, i I still am most partial to Sonic 2, I would say, although it seems like a lot of people are into Sonic 3 and Knuckles these days. Yeah. But- I, I like Sonic 2 the best but yeah of the Genesis games available on switch online um that I would still recommend people play and get really into uh yeah you, you mentioned Musha Musha's phenomenal I, I think, didn't play still. enough
0: of that either I was I just played it for a quick second because I just know it's like a class it's one of those like
1: rare you know, it's a cost of fortune Extremely these days. Rare. So it's
0: like, I, I know I'm never going to own this one in cartridge form or at no. least not, not anytime soon.
1: Unless they happen to do the thing that's been happening a lot lately with these retro official re-releases, in which case I will jump over the moon with happiness that they, that they managed to do that and that I could buy it for 60 bucks or whatever instead of Six hundred plus or whatever it's going for these days,
0: especially if they do a nice job of reproducing those like Genesis like clamshell and cases. They do. Oh, okay, and they, they do? do. Okay,
1: beautiful. Yes, beautiful. They know, I know exactly we were... what the collector sickos like me want. Okay, yes. yeah, because
0: I know we were talking about some of like the NES Super Nintendo ones earlier, and I just yeah. for whatever reason I just kind of assumed that I I'd made the assumption that they weren't doing Genesis ones, but that's awesome to hear. No,
1: they 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 go the full full nine yards to like make sure it feels like you're buying a new genesis game now
0: that's awesome that's yeah, awesome and again like and we talked about earlier too it's like okay the, some of this money is actually going to the people that at least have the rights to the game yeah. whether, whether they're the people who made the game or not i don't know but they at least they bought the rights somehow.
1: And it's manufactured professionally, you know, yeah. which you, you can't be sure of necessarily with just a regular reproduction. And it, to be fair, like I have some reproductions in my collection, but it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same, you know, and that's, guess guess that's unwrapping the shrink to say, wrap and all yeah. that
0: stuff. Like, yeah, that's uh, just just a cool feeling. So, yeah, Musha. Is one uh, that I definitely need. Have you have you played much of it? Um, yeah.
1: I played I've played a lot of Musha. Uh, that was I mean, even back in like the Wii virtual console days, I was like, oh my God, it's on here. Like I've yeah. always heard about this game, but I've never had access to it because I didn't do much with emulators back in those days. Right. And you know, from that point on, I'm like, oh no, yeah, this this lives up to the hype. It's a compile shooter. It's one of the better ones. Like I've I have some of the other games in that Aleste series or Leste. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've um, you talked know, about those. We've yeah. talked about a few of those. And, you know, I've got like Robo Alest on uh, Sega CD amongst, the, you know, those other Game Gear ones and, you know, things of that nature.
0: That's and, right. You brought that up back then, too. I've, yeah. I forgot that Moosh is part of that series. Yeah. Or, you know, part of a spin off, or, you know, part of that universe. Yep. The Spriggan game on on
1: uh, Heck yeah. Turbo Graphics. Like all of those games are all very similar um, top down pretty 2d shmup, vertical shmups primarily. And they're some of the best, um, of the time period. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe they'd be viewed like a little simplistically now, but I think they just play so well. It's so straightforward. You just know what you're getting into. Um, but, but there's still like a lot of different power-ups you can use and it just, it feels good. And when you die, it's, it can be difficult, but it's like good difficult. It's not unfair, difficult in my experience.
0: Yeah. And again, with some of these more arcadey games, like having the save state features and stuff like that, that the, that they have on the switch online services is like, or the emulators or whatever, you know, that's always nice to have, especially for games like that. Okay. I beat that stage with like, you know, without dying. Okay. I'm going to save a spot there. Although I, I, I talk about it all the time, but I rarely actually use the feature for whatever reason.
1: No, I, I, I kind of, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like, I think I only reach for that feature when I, I feel like I have to, right. but that's okay. Cause it's up, it's available for you for that purpose. If you want it or not, you know, you don't have to use it, but it's there if you want it. So that's cool too. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, effectively clamshell, you know, put that idle and like turn off your switch. But then if you started a, another game, then you basically lose that progress. So it's nice to have the save state for an extra clamshell and you get four of those or whatever, but right. Uh, right. Gunstar Heroes is on there. Gunstar Heroes is also phenomenal. Uh, yeah, that's one of the best games day. on Genesis. Period. Yeah. It is. It's. I. I would even argue that might be one of the best sixteen bit games of of the generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that's fair. It's. It's real good. And uh, that's a game we've beat together. I was just gonna say. I. I definitely remember beating that one together,
0: and definitely not one of our. Not one of our easiest feats. No.
1: No, it gets difficult. It definitely does, but it's, you know, it's a, uh, is that, uh, the real like textbook definition of run and gun gameplay, yeah. um, really frenetic, great production values, uh, 2d scrolling, run and gun co-op kind of, as we've alluded to, um, lots of like boss fights, lots of interesting locales, uh, it it scales. It's hard, but it scales pretty appropriately. It might take you a few go rounds to just kind of get a handle on the gameplay. But once you do, it's just kind of like in your bones. And yeah, uh, and you can kind of grapple enemies and throw them at other enemies. So there's it's not just like hold the shoot button down. There's a lot you can combine different weapon types to make new weapon types. And that's really cool.
0: And like that jump and like dive that you can do yeah. that does damage and like the slide you can do it. You mm-hmm. it really is like the the movement is very strategic in a yes. way. Like even though there are times where you could just you're running to the right and just mowing down everything in sight, um, there definitely are times. And and again, all the different like weapon combos yes. you can get too from like picking up like I think it, it was you pick like a starting weapon and then yes. you pick up like a secondary weapon that yep. you can either. Which they I either combine go or you can start. like swap between the two. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then I, you can uh, like pick up hearts along the way for your health from little like flying robot things that you either hit or you don't, a la Contra games. Yeah. You know, it's just it's uh, it's it's very good. Very good game. And again, adding the the ability to be able to
0: play online with people for the Mm -hmm. the two player co-op, you know, being able to sync up because there aren't a ton, especially during all this COVID stuff. You know, there aren't a ton of opportunities to get together with pals and play some games. So, right. Being able to fire this one up, you know, from anywhere in the world and play together is definitely cool. Yes. And you got to mention, I don't know if you were planning on mentioning Dynamite Hetty, but you got oh, to mention awesome. that as well. I was i was kind of surprised to see that on there because like yeah. Gunstar Heroes, well, well, it's still like, both both are from Treasure. Yeah. Um, but like it's Gunstar Heroes feels like it's a little bit more of like a Genesis classic. You know, you get yeah. you hear it all the time in the mix, but you don't necessarily or I don't think of Dynamite Hetty as being a, a Genesis classic in the in the you know mainstream or whatever so no a it doesn't bit get surprised. added
1: quite as quickly or as easily to those collections or whatever you know it's not right like top right. of mind that way so but it's it's such a cool quirky experience with its own it has tons of personality yeah back to uh, that production value yeah. like gunstar,
0: almost like makes gunstar heroes gate look like child's play like not really they both they both look amazing but no, like there's true, so though. much cool like all the way like dynamite headies kind of kind of like set up almost like you're like like on a stage play or something the whole game like it's i don't know just the way it's that whole game is put together in such a cool way and it's a really cool like interesting platforming mechanics too like it's kind of like a puzzle platformer but with
1: throwing your head as an attack and you can get different heads that do different stuff over time and yeah. yeah. That game is hard as hell actually. It is I've hard never as
0: hell. I've never made it very far but that's that's one that actually now that we're talking about the save states like that's that's a game that it would definitely for me at least would benefit from having that.
1: As would Alien Soldier, the other treasure hard as hell game. Oh, my God. I didn't here. realize
0: that is, you know what? I saw it on there, but it's like yep. kind of separate because it was, I think it's like an import title or yes, something. Yes, because like. it
1: never came out in the U.S. for some stupid reason.
0: Yeah. So I, I remember I might have even picked that up on Virtual Console on Wii back in the day, but I barely yeah. ever played it. So you've played some of this one?
1: I have, but it's, boy, it's difficult. It's one of those, it is absolutely probably more than any other game available on this Genesis list, a game that you need to, like, study in and of itself. Memorize, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you need to, like, memorize. It probably helped to memorize it. But just, like, having a full in-your-bones, in-your-muscle memory comprehension of how the controls work is necessary to being successful at Alien Soldier. And it's just boss rush with your super cool-looking, huge, like, bird robot character dude who just you know he just like causes chaos with all of his like attacks and stuff it's it basically takes the boss battles from gunstar heroes and says like okay we're gonna make that just the whole game (laughs) like but even with even more like chaotic energy and difficulty
0: yeah, but with like the like you were saying, like the massive sprites, like it really yeah. feels like like a zoomed in like fighting game, yeah, yeah, looking style to it. But yeah. like you're, but it's like kind of an action platformer. Yeah. Although, like you said, it is kind of like a boss It's almost like a a proto like shadow of the colossus in yeah. a way. You know, obviously you're not doing like exploring around the lands or whatever, but
1: yeah, just boss yeah. rush. And it's, but it is, it's cool for what it is. And yeah, save states, no one will hate on you for using save states for something like that. Yeah, Uh, definitely. The other games, just like I'll throw out real quick that I've mentioned in passing before on this podcast that I love. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, obviously, is- One of the best, yeah. incredible beat-em-up. And I think like, like it might be a little bit simplistic these days compared to even like Streets of Rage 4, as I've talked about before, but- the soundtrack is unbelievable. It has great presentation. It still feels great to play. It's just a great, like, fun beat-em-up to its core.
0: And it, and, and it's it's maybe even worth mentioning, especially with that, like, Turtles collection coming out. Yeah. Because like, I, I grew up on, like, Turtles in Time, and, like, yeah. it doesn't feel as immediately snappy as Turtles in Time, and I was somebody who would, like, go and say, like, Turtles in Time, best beat-em-up ever, no mm-hmm. question. After playing Streets of Rage 2, I was kind of like... I don't know like but it didn't yeah. at first I was kind of like oh this is old school retro it has like a little bit of like a jank there's just like a little bit of slowness to the game that like when you very first sure. pick it up you're kind of like oh this feels like final fight or kind of sluggish or yeah. you know it just doesn't have that um, it didn't immediately strike me as like this game's going to be amazing and like pretty quickly though like you start getting like you said the music oh, that's great. and just uh, it's one of the best beat em ups it, it, it's maybe my favorite beat em up yeah. um i love that game yeah skate skate's one of the best characters oh he's awesome yeah yeah,
1: yeah. axel's my go-to and blaze is great paw. too it's, a, it's just yeah. a
0: great trio i like all three characters we're usually in the in the beat-em-ups it's like there's just kind of one character. like and even in turtles in time it's like donatello what other yeah. choice is there come on
1: yep no um, it's, it's 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 wonderful uh to this day wonderful yeah um I could I could talk about all of these, but uh, the only ones I'll, that I'll shout out otherwise are Shinobi Three is not like the other Shinobi games necessarily. It is way more of like it has kind of that like TMNT like Turtles in Time like energy and vibes to it almost like in an arcadey way. Like it's the it other almost looks Shinobi more like games that. are like way more like like plotting, whereas Shinobi Three is just like it you, looks a little moving. more. It looks a little more like that
0: Ninja Warriors game or Ninja Saviors yeah, game that you talked yeah, about a long yeah, time yeah. ago, or even yeah. that, what's that Ninja Ninja Spirit on Turbo TurboGrafx? Yes. Like it kind of looks like it's, like Shinobi 3 looks a little bit more like that. I've only, I've dabbled in, I think I've played all, like a tiny bit of each of the Shinobis. I think I have it, those it all in Genesis. It plays a little bit more
1: like those games too, I would say. It's, it's more like pushing you, like, those other games are good, but I, I really like Shinobi 3's even more actiony, just keep pushing forward, you know, randomly you're now riding on a horse and it's like, it's now like a scrolling shooter section or you're on a damn surfboard. And like, like it just has all those like nineties things to it, but in a really good way, uh, like an arcade game, it's fun.
0: Yeah, I was, I was. It's funny you say like an arcade game because I was just gonna say I felt like from the Shinobis that I played, it felt like Shinobi Three was the first one that felt like oh, this is like the arcade game but a console version. Like it's a little more expansive. It's a little more because the first two games did feel a little more like kind of bare bones arcadey in that way, where it's just kind of oh, here's a level. Well, I don't know. Shinobi 3 just had like a little more going on. Maybe it was just more detail or more whatever, but it just like, oh, this is like taking that experience to the next level where it belongs.
1: Later era Genesis game. That's how it goes. Like, yeah. in, like the Konami games were too Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore, which if you're going to play Contra Hardcore, play the Japanese version. That's the okay. only other thing I want to say, like, and play that's cool the Japanese that those version. are on there, too. I wasn't expecting to see like
0: some of those like because those are some of the more like rare sought yes. after games as far as it comes to collecting, because I at least with super nintendo i like had you know some of the games i had from growing up with genesis when i got into collecting retro stuff i was starting from scratch yep so yeah that was that was tough it was nice to
1: those are not cheap games yeah they're especially
0: if you're like picky about wanting the box with it and stuff and with the i'm not picky about it with the super nintendo like anything that had a cardboard box i can kind of just let it let it go but knowing that there's like I know there's more of the Genesis boxes floating around in the wild, so mm-hmm.
1: I got to get the real deal. Yeah. One day I'll give Castlevania Bloodlines its full due and actually like sit down and be like, I'm going to play through this game. Let me know when I you do, because really, yeah, it's that cool. would that
0: would be a worthwhile. And I, I know John's a pretty big Castlevania fan, yeah. a more like the, the later entries, but that would be kind of that one almost like bridges the gap. That would be a fun one to dig into, I think.
1: Yeah but yeah um, play play contra hardcore the japanese version because you get way more life bar for for your gameplay
0: oh, like interesting
1: the, kind US of the opposite version of what is it like usually one is. shot kill because they're afraid of kids renting it the rentals it. i was yep. just
0: i was like the opposite of the usual but then i was as soon as i came out of my mouth i was like yep that's right the rentals they always had those extra hard mm-hmm. versions mm mm-hmm. mhm um. Oh, that's too funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm excited. I kind of forgot about Castlevania and uh, Contra, so I might have to dig into those, and I'm I'm gonna have to download the Japanese versions. I
1: definitely um, do so.
0: Yeah, but uh, but I I, I we could probably could wrap it up here. But I, I should give a quick shout out just because I've really enjoyed this game that I was playing earlier today. That's uh, comes out in a couple days, uh, so it'll probably be out by the time this episode comes out. Uh, but I was doing a stream of the demo for this game called Peglin. Um, and I was explaining this to Randall and again, I feel kind of bad, like deducing games to just like, it's this meets this, but it's pretty much, uh, Peggle meets a roguelike. So like Peggle or like Pachinko, and then you're like, basically you're like moving along the, and I, yeah, I'm saying, I really enjoy my, the time I've played, I think I played Peggle two was the one I played the most It's a good one too. And, uh, it's just like. As much as I enjoyed it, it is kind of just, you're just kind of mindlessly playing it. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just kind of, like, rack up a high score or whatever. Of course, um, we're, but in a really good way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Peglin is pretty much the same thing, but you're also, like, essentially, like, picture, like, the map that you see on, like, Slay the Spire or, or any other roguelike yeah. like that where you have, like, your kind of path and then you have a few branching paths where, okay, now you can pick to go to this question mark or this enemy. And basically, you're just kind of, like, going down the pachinko board. Um, otherwise where you're like, okay, the first, on the first stage, you're just trying to, you know, there'll be enemy. There's basically like a little, like, like screen on the top where your little goblin is at the top. And then you have to clear these waves of enemies that inch closer and closer to you each turn. Um, and basically you just get all different types of orbs. Like you start out with just like your basic, like stones that have a different kind of weight to them, nice. uh, that bounce off the pegs. Every peg you hit does a certain amount of damage. And then there's like critical hit pegs around the board that do, extra Uh, hits and then there's refresh pegs around the board that when you hit them it refreshes the whole board um like resets all new pegs and like moves where the critical hits are at but then what's really cool is you get all different types of orbs you get like fireball orbs or you get uh like magnetic relics that like kind of pull your uh so you have relics are more like the buffs that you pick up along the way right uh that it almost got a little bit overpowered. Where I'm like, I wonder if they're going to tweak some of this before the game <laughs> comes out. Cause like, I got, I had this like poltergeist orb that would, like, if it was bouncing upwards, it would go through the pegs, but also destroy them. Oh, but yeah. then, like, that combined with the magnet, it just kept like pulling my orb upwards. And then I'd hit one of like the refresh pegs and it would refresh <laughs> everything. But like, some of these, and it, like, yeah, I would end up like hitting a million pegs and doing like 5,000 damage. But like some of these bosses, like you got to do like 8,000 damage. So like it gets pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, And there's just like, I don't know. It's just like a really well-designed, I, I don't know. It's, it seems like there, there's so many of these games that are just kind of like taking the roguelike structure or formula and just kind of going, okay, let's take this genre or this, this style of game or this gameplay and like slap this on top of it or right. wrap it up in this like format or whatever. But this is one of the times that it's work. Like it still needs a little polishing, a little tweaking around the edges. And I know it comes out like really soon, so I don't know if the this, I don't know if this is like an earlier demo build that was up, or maybe this is just the way it's going to be. Because like the map seemed like way less detailed than a lot of the other stuff in the game. Like when you're in like the battle screens or whatever. So it's just like mm-hmm. oh, I wonder. It just seemed like a missed opportunity because I really do think this game has the potential to like like I made it all. I thought it was just going to be like a demo of like the first zone, but I ended up making it to like the third world going on like a pretty deep run and like get all the different relics and buffs you get and like decisions. Like, again, there's a lot of those like when you get to like a question mark, it's like, okay, do you want to like trade five health and sacrifice one of your orbs, or do you want to trade 20 health and get rid of all your orbs, but it gives you this one mega powerful orb or, you know, they're just like a, a few strategic decisions to make along the way that like you know, certain orbs will let you attack it like his enemies will kind of like be in like a line. It's almost like a side scrolling fashion. So like kind of like Darkest Dungeon. So like you can't like hit enemies that are behind other enemies. OK. Unless mm-hmm. you have a certain orb that says, oh, you can target any enemy with this or this particular like that poltergeist would be like it would hit every enemy on the screen. Right. So, it you know, just go like kind of through everybody and hit them all in a line. So it, I, don't, I don't know. It's just like a really cute, really fun you know, I probably wouldn't have bought like a new version of Peggle if they came out with like Peggle five or whatever version of they're on now. I'd like, OK, I've been there, done that, whatever. But the fact that it's kind of wrapped up with a strategic layer around. No, it, that's you sweet.
1: Know. And like yeah. best of my knowledge, there hasn't been a new Peggle since like in a long XBLA time. LA days. I mean, I haven't been paying close attention, but it seems that way. And like, yeah. So it's like, again, indies are filling in the gaps, just like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, and combining it in a new, interesting way to give us what we want. And I very much appreciate it because that's right up my alley too. It's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's like,
0: it's, I, I I'm i having a hard time like, cause I'm like, I don't want to say anything too, like it does need a little bit of balancing. I feel that I don't know if it'll just be like, once it's out of the demo phase or once it's out, like yeah. like, like, again, that magnet thing felt like just a little overpowered or yeah. just like the little polishing things here and there. But on the core, like the experience is awesome. Like I'm really having. It was another one where I was like, I was streaming for a little bit, and at one point, like I was like, I think I even said, like at one point, I was like, I think I'm gonna wrap up there. I beat like the second world, yeah, boss or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, I can probably just save my run and pick up here. And I was like, in the middle of saying, like I think I'm gonna stop here, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> um, good and sign. it was it, you can like level up the orbs and like. Like certain orbs you can only use one per run and it kind of shuffles up your like ammo is all randomized like I don't know it, it just adds like just enough strategy to a mostly random luck kind of base right. game yeah um, which is but, cool. Yeah, I mean it's already fun to just play regular, whether it's Peggle or just like even a like a physical pachinko table. Like yes. that's fun regardless. So like yes. add another layer of strategy to that, and some cute uh, and some really good music. There uh, I was you gonna go. say some cute pixel art, but the music is fantastic. Like really was getting into the vibe. Like there's a couple. Like sometimes when it's more like energetic boss battle style music, I'm that's not always my bag. But like the more melodic stuff. Oh, man, I was loving it. Nice. Um, Even some light like Donkey Kong Country. I throw that around too much because those are like some of the best soundtracks around. But they are light. light, I I guess it's safe to say probably a lot of these composers are inspired by David Wise. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, stuff's all time stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, definitely recommend Peglin and I could ramble, I rattle off a few more games as well, but I'll save them for a save it for the cast. There Cause you, you and I have been talking as again, we're like, Oh, we don't have much to really talk about today. And then here we go an hour later. We you gotta, gotta going we got to be more
1: Genesis. That's, what that's all we need.
0: Yeah. All we got to do yeah. is bring up the retro stuff. <laughs> we don't, we don't have, we don't have John to keep us on task here. <laughs> right. Um,
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: But yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, get the whole crew back together. Maybe we'll even get DJ back in on the hey, mix to dig go. into some Elden Ring, but yeah. uh, we'll definitely be getting some more thoughts on uh, Elden Ring from John and Randall at the very oh, yeah. least. And we'll definitely. definitely be digging into some Kirby uh, and the Forgotten uh, Realm, Forgotten Land, Forgotten Land,
1: Land, um, for yeah. some reason,
0: Realm felt right, but it's I, I'm pretty sure it's land. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've, I, we've all been enjoying that so far oh, and yeah. excited to dig into that one uh, more deeply down the line. But yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think we can probably wrap it up there, and until next week, uh, you can find us on the internet, and we will uh, catch you then. Take care. Bye bye Nice. Nice, nice. I've had you frozen here for a while again. Oh, my God,
1: I am frozen again. It
0: works, it works. Why did it happen? It it happened like a while ago, too, but I was just like, yeah, it was during the Sega conversation. That's all right. Because um, I, I get yeah. Because I remember I was gonna the whole time while you were talking about Alien Soldier. Yeah, I was thinking you were talking about Hagane. Oh, on Super Nintendo, which are kind they're kind of similar games. Yeah,
1: Hagane is uh, a cool game too. And also another like super rare, rare
0: expensive. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I was just and they also kind of big honking sprites. And,
1: Hagane is very definitely very similar to uh, Ninja Warriors. Oh yeah yeah.
0: That's yeah, another one. Ninja I,
1: Savior slash Ninja Warriors.
0: I still have that sitting in my cart on Amazon. That Ninja Warriors like collection or whatever.
1: I I really enjoyed my time with that Ninja Savior. It's game. and
0: and especially after the package that they put that same team put together with uh, Wild Guns.
1: Oh like, yeah, man, just
0: if it has that same level of polish, it does. Like well worth it. Which also has me extra pumped about Pocky and
1: Rocky. I don't know if oh it's the same God. people
0: for that, but.
1: I had to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm it's in my I because I, I just got one of my old guitars set up with like a I got like a hundred and fifty dollar Visa gift card for Christmas when I was back home. Nice. And I was thinking the guitar that I got set up and like got took took it in to get like fixed up and whatever. I was thinking that was gonna be the whole cost of that. Yeah. Roughly, you know, I was like, "Eh, it'll be 100, 150, whatever." Yeah. Um, and it ended up only being like 70. So, now I'm like, "Ah, eh, I got a little extra." Oh, yeah. And it's a Visa gift card. I mean, I can't pay my rent with it. I, I guess right. I could buy groceries, but I'm like, "Eh, I got to buy something fun with this Christmas money." Yeah, so totally. And I think I probably just-
1: kind of a pain in the ass with those once you get into like an amount you have to figure out exactly how much it is so it's like easier to buy online stuff sometimes exactly
0: yeah let me just plug this in not jump through a hoop and oh i gotta get a manager to approve this two transactions Yeah, Yeah. yeah
1: all that stuff
0: so yeah, maybe I will add because pa- Pocky and Rocky's sitting in the cart
1: too. So yes. I might have
0: to do because thirty bucks ain't bad, man.
1: No, I mean no, the game could be terrible if it's not developed by some of the same people, but I I, I had to take the chance.
0: And they they've been doing a good job with the because that's Natsume as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they've their track record's strong. So it's oh, like yeah, even even if it's not the same team, I gotta think they want to keep that caliber up. Yeah. So.
1: Yep.